Welcome, welcome to Refuse to Lose Sports. I am Davey Dollars. I am the, I guess I am Joe for today, kind of, sort of. <laughs> but um, second day back, like I said, I was, um, I had my welcome uh, yesterday. Definitely was glad to be back. Glad to be back to with my brothers. Um, I got Tomo and Vaughn is actually here today to replace Joe. Joe won't be here today, but we got his brother Vaughn here. How you doing today, fellas? Oh, I know you're gonna say something, man. I'm good. I'm good, though. I knew it. Right, I, told, I, told, I, told. I ain't sound nothing else. Y'all do it right. <laughs> I would need this. This thing. Come on now. Uh, I'm, 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 I, I got you. So the best NBA and no, 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 no. Take two. The greatest NBA analyst in the Refuse to Lose family. My yes, God. I'm back. It's the finals. Let's get it. Let's get it. What, what about you, Tom? How you doing today, my guy? Hey, man, I'm doing good. I know that pain you day. I know. <laughs> I know. Look, 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 I had to get him. <laughs> I had something for him. <laughs> oh, man. He said, I'm not going to talk until you say that. <laughs> but, man, I'm good, man. How you day? I'm I'm great, man. I'm great, man. I got I'm I'm working in a good office space right now. I'm um oh man, I'm game one is today. It's gonna be it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be a really great final. It's gonna be really competitive. Um the best team is gonna win, of course, um, no matter who wins. It's gonna be great. Um two two pretty much no one believed either one of the teams is gonna be here. So it's gonna be it's gonna be great. I feel like this is a great basketball series. Uh, a lot of people gonna be able to watch this, so it's gonna be huge, man. Um but we got some other things to talk about today that some other shows probably didn't even talk about, but we're going to touch those topics today. So um, before we get started, make sure you like, share, and subscribe to the network on YouTube. Um, we're actually on, we're live on Facebook right now. So if you're on Facebook, like this and share it so someone else can watch this as well. We're also on Twitter. So if you're, if you're on Twitter, like it. Retweet it so somebody can also watch it live, or you can even, you know, make sure someone tag somebody in so somebody can watch it. Because today is we live, man. We we are eight away from seven hundred subscribers, yes, and sir. we're we're only about I want to say about ninety hours away from being officially monetized on YouTube. So we we there we there. June is almost here. Well, June is here now. It's the first. It's the first of the month, you know. Oh, my bad. So it's it's today's gonna be a great show. But also, Tom, I want you to go ahead and talk about those IG chats that we got. Oh, before we get to the IG chats, Dave, I know you're excited, your team in the finals, man. But I know they're right. playing something you're in the right. locker room right, right now, right. man. You right, you right. Hey man, I'm I'm excited. I, I was so excited. That I forgot even. I forgot to turn me up. So, so yeah, we got we got blame Vaughn for that one, man. You know he made you. Uh, he made you fold, man. Pause. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but, now. Oh man, that's not. Let's. Well, matter of fact, speaking of the Celtics, that's another topic that was going down in one of these chats that we have to offer on Instagram. And again, mm-hmm. you can find us on Instagram at at Refuse to Lose Sports. That's Refuse the number two lose sports on instagram and the chats we have to offer like my man Vaughn said of course we don't fold like the Celtics in these chats though no we, we stand our ground it'd be six months of debates but we stand our ground we got the <laughs> we got the nba slash wnba chat nfl we got shout out to baseball with teddy we got uh mlb college football we got college basketball both men's and women's boxing mixed in with a little bit of ufc and i told you we always give you a dab of wrestling 
So if you want to talk a little about wrestling, you can go in there. You maybe have a friend, but again, it's majority boxing in there. And we encourage you all to join these chats. If you're new to the network, we encourage you to join the chats because I'm telling you, the conversation just doesn't stop here on YouTube. It's in the comments and it's also in the chats. And with these chats, we offer the latest news, updates, literally everything before your favorite sports. Like Uncle Shay Shay told us he was leaving FS1 before he even told Skip or his agent. And that's the stuff, we, them the type of bombs we drop in these chats. So if you want all the exclusives, make sure you join those chats. Matter of fact, Bob, I want to say you want to share your experience with some of the chats. I know you in the VIP chat and you are the owner of the, the parlay chat. We, yeah. we got the owner of the parlay chat here too. So you can lay down your rules there. You know, it's a parlay party we got going on. You come in there, give your insight. Don't just take, you know, we all try to make money. But as far as the other chats, man, I love them things, man. I just joined the baseball chat like when they first made it. And I'm a big baseball fan. I've learned so much from that. And it just, you always can enjoy yourself. Any time of the day, somebody's in there talking. So don't be afraid, man. Hit us up. Let us know your IG name, man. We send you right to one of them chats. Hey, couldn't have said it even better. Now, Dave, you can take it away. Hey, and make sure we also got to give a shout out to BWT Baseball with Teddy. He dropped another episode today, so make sure you go on YouTube and watch that. He's been dropping some fire content. Like Joe said, the best short that we've had or the best episode we've had lately has been the baseball episodes with, with Teddy. He's given some some really great knowledge in there. He had a, a new guy, Javon, uh, that jo, Joe Vaughn that was in there. Then he had my, my man Vaughn, you know, the greatest NBA analyst on it. <laughs> on a baseball, you know, episode talking about that stuff. So, you know, there you go, man. I mean, it's if you want to learn about baseball, BWT is the place to be. Facts. So um, other than that, you know, make sure you guys are commenting, you know, with the comments. Uh, we already see you guys are in here. We got the family's here. The family's here, man. So we, we excited about it. So let's go ahead and get started with this show. Enjoy the show today. So first topic of the day. We, we, we mentioned it already. We mentioned it already. But the Pistons have made Monty Williams the highest paid coach in the NBA. Um, recently fired from the Phoenix Suns after having two big losses in the second round, back-to-back -back seasons at home. Um, lost by 30 last year against the Mavericks at home and then lost this year to the the team that won the Western Conference Finals to the, um, to the Nuggets, who are in the finals, of course, hosting it today. Um, lost in about 30 at home as well. So, Vaughn, I'm going to start here with you. Do you think this was a good move for the Pistons? Uh, I do think it was a good move for the Pistons because it's a coach that's been there. He's been to the finals. He's been – he had vet, veteran guys on his team. He's had a young star and Booker on his team. And he's got a young star coming back next year and Kay Cunningham. Not saying he's Devin Booker because um, Devin Booker is more of a scorer. He's more of a – he plays like point guard. However, I don't see them making enough no noise or nothing, you know. Like, they're going to – the most they're going to probably do is make the play-in, if you ask me. I mean, it's just the, they had the worst – they won 17 games last year. You think they're going to jump from 17 to the playoffs? I just don't. I do see their defense getting better, and I do also see them winning more games. But not just because of Monty. I mean, they had their best player coming back next year. Um, the, the challenges he's going to have is he doesn't have a CP3 over there. 
he got a lot of young guys over there. And when you coach young guys, they make a lot of mistakes that, you know, they got to learn from. Like, it's some things you can't, like, you can't, like, it's going to happen. I have a young team in the Magic, and, the, you know, all the coach can do is put you in position, and you got to execute. And a lot of times, young players don't execute. And that's what I think next year is really going to be about. All his stars can be together, and then, you know, they're going to make some type of better noise, but nothing crazy. <laughs> hold, on, hold on. I knew I knew Carl was going to come out of nowhere. I knew he was going to say that. Look, man, you didn't want Monty, remember? You told exactly. him. You rescinded the offer. You told him, get out of here. Golf emoji. If you're in the chat, you know what that means. But uh, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. And of course, it's a great move for Detroit because it's a young team. And you got a veteran coach coming over. Look what Monty did when he was with the Pelicans. Like he took that team to the playoffs at some point, but do I think they're going to be? Do, they, do I think they're going to jump to a playoff team in like the next year or so? Uh, I'll give you maybe two. I give you three years, maybe two or three years. They may need one. They have the cornerstone piece at Kate, and then they went out and got Jaden. You know, they do have that young core. I do have a lot. I got a great feel about them. Same way, like you said, mom, with the Magic, it's that young core, but they don't have that Paulo. You know, like Paulo is that generational talent. I think they need that. And with that, then Monty can build off of it. Because, again, with the Pelicans, he had AD, Drew Holiday, uh, B.I. was there at some point, and Joe's boy, Tyreek Evans. Shout out to the Kings. But uh, with this team, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be really rebuilding from the ground up. It's literally, like the title says, Motown Monty. This is really going to be like Motown. He's going to have to go find his Temptations. He's going to have to find his Diana Ross. He's going to have to find all of those before they can get some hit records. Dave? Yeah, I think we all all on the core, but it's one thing I want to mention about Monty. Remember the year before he got to Phoenix, they only won 18 games. They only won 18 games that year before he went to Phoenix. Then the next year, they won 36. Then right after that, they was in the NBA Finals. So, but the, the, the difference is Phoenix had Devin Booker, and they had Chris Paul. So that was a big difference. And whether you want to say it, this means other than that, they also had DeAndre Aiden. <laughs> I mean, he was good enough to, to help them be able to get to the finals. So that was something. Um, but yes, they have Kay Cunningham, but is he gonna be is he gonna be healthy? That's the great, that's the biggest question. Um, is he gonna be healthy? Um, and what what other what other moves are they going to be able to make to make this roster good enough to be able to make the playoffs and be a consistent playoff team? Because um, when you look at Phoenix, um, pretty much all they had was Devin Booker, and they still had um, his name, um, Mikael Bridges. They had Mikael Bridges there, um, Cam Johnson. So they had players there, but they didn't have a system. They didn't have that vet presence there. So that's when they went and got Chris Paul. Now, that's the, that is the missing piece for them because they don't have that vet that vet in that locker room, like, like Vaughn says, all young guys there, the oldest guy is Marvin Bagley. And I, that ain't the vet that you want in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the room. He ain't gonna make a difference. Um, but um, having K come back healthy, which is good. You have a top five pick this year. Um, you can make a lot of moves with that. Um, you can draft a good player at that spot, or you can use that and a lot of other pieces to go get that vet player that you need or another star to, to partner with, with K Cunningham. Um, a lot of people are going to say um, that Dame is out there, but who knows if Dame is really going to uh, accept the trade to go there. I'm not sure if he has that in his contract or not, but who knows if Dame really wants to go to Detroit. That may or may not happen. But you have other stars out there. You got other 
free agents out there that'll help out. You got um Vucevic, that's uh that's a he's a restricted free agent, but he's out there. You got Brooke Lopez is a free agent that's out there. Those are two good vets that are out there, so you could probably sign one of those two guys that'll help you out. Um and there are other moves to be made. I mean, a lot of people we're gonna talk about this guy later on the show, Jalen Brown. Um, whether he gets that contract with the Celtics or not, he's still good enough to be to be uh, a, a side star along with Kate. So I think that will help them out um, as far as the team. But you know, I think they will make the playoffs within two years with Monty if they make if they make all the right moves. As long as they get a, a, a healthy vet in there, I think it'll help out a lot. I mean, right now they like I said, they're too young. They don't have enough players out there and I'm not sure what they're going to look like defensively or offensively right now because we haven't seen Kane the entire year. So, um, but I think that, I think that'll be a good move, but as long as they, they need to look into free agency and look at the best that they have there, look at someone that has some playoff experience and just put them in that system and, and make sure that someone that Kate, that um, Monty would be able to coach, you know, a lot of the, the only issue he had was DeAndre Ayton. Yeah. Seems like DeAndre Ayton is the issue with everybody in that locker room. So that and that could be a big reason why a lot of why, why Phoenix still doesn't have a head coach right now because they know that DeAndre Aiden is still there. So that's my thoughts on that. And I don't think they like I said I don't think they'll make the playoffs next year, uh, but after that, I believe they will. Vaughn, you might want to flip your phone. You gotta flip it. <laughs> Did he freeze? <laughs> he might have froze. Possibly. All right, we're gonna let him. We're gonna let him fix that, and we'll bring him back. Yeah, yeah, we'll bring him back. Um, but, oh, we want to throw out one more thing just on this subject, though, too. The, the deal that Monty Williams signed, for the folks who don't know, it was a six-year, $78 million deal. They say this is the largest coaching deal in NBA history. So that lets you know Detroit is not playing anymore. Yeah, they, they definitely are not playing, man. They, this was, it was something else that I saw uh, about, this, um, about this contract that I wrote down. I'm trying to look at my notes and make sure I have it right. Um, All right, while you're doing that, uh, so we had a few comments come up. So one, uh, you know, Carl's in the comments, you know, you know all about the Pistons. So he was saying they don't really need a center and Dame's not really coming to Detroit. Another thing he said was uh, they need a wing. So there is one potential wing out there. I don't know if he's coming back, but if Kuzma doesn't sign back, he may want to go to Detroit. You know, that's close to his hometown. He is from Michigan. So that's another player you could be on the lookout for. Um, another player, uh, also, I forgot they got Wiseman too, so their young core is nice. Like, Monty did the right thing. Uh, Carl also said that he wanted Bud, he wanted Coach Bud. I don't really understand why he wanted Coach Bud, but he's not here to really explain it. But I, I know he'll definitely light us up in the chat on that part. Uh, another thing about Kay Cunningham, they said he got his surgery in December, so the future is pretty bright for the Detroit Pistons. I mean, even though it is Detroit, all right, we got Bond back. There you go. My bad. Right, about yeah. Technical difficulty. I did have one more thing to say about the Pistons. Go ahead. Um, I forgot one player they did have. He's kind of that um, Bogdanovich. He he played with the Jazz. He does have a, a little bit of playoff experience. And to be honest, I like him a lot. Watching him play this year with them, he was that vet that they can lean on, and he hit a lot of big shots for them. That's My true. biggest concern, really, for them is. Kay and Jaden Ivey playing together. I'm not sure what like they, they can do. Jaden Ivey isn't the best shooter, and Kay Cunningham isn't really the best shooter. He can shoot, but he's not like a knockdown, knockdown. So 
Bo, um, Bogdanovich out there will help, but they got the bigs they need. They got Duran, they got Wiseman, they got the other guy that tried to beat LeBron up that one time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, they definitely need, like, uh, a veteran glue guy that that can, you know, bring that intensity and do the dirty work for them. So I found that I wanted to say. So this this is just talking about Detroit. Detroit have lost 14 straight playoff games, the long streak in NBA postseason history. Um, the last playoff win was May 26, 2008, Game 40 Eastern Conference Finals against the Celtics. Um, say that one more time. When was that game? <laughs> 2008, May 26, 2008. He's graduating. Jeez. <laughs> Since then, Monty wins. Since then, Monty Williams has a 29-27 postseason, postseason record as a coach. Also, um, the Suns went 19 and 63 the season before Monty, so it was 19 games. Not, it was 19, not 18. And the Pistons went 17-65 this season. Monty would be the second coach in NBA history to take over multiple teams who won under 20 games this past season. The last, the other one was Gene Shu for the 76ers and the Clippers. See, I told you, Joe said it. That was our graduation day. <laughs> oh, the day! Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> so that was that was the last time the um, Pistons won a playoff game. So, you know, at first it was the Kings. At first the Kings was the butter of the joke. Now it was the Pistons. So, but they got Monty. So let's see what they can do. Mm-mm-mm. So I. You can move on because that's that's hilarious. Yeah, that's crazy. Our next coach. I'll see the chat later, Carl. <laughs> Man. <laughs> our next our next topic um is about one of our um one of our favorite analysts. Um one person that uh, I think all of us were inspired to be able to talk about sports media because he brought a different he, he brought a different aspect to the show um and to the to the profession for one uh, to the profession he brought he brought something different. Um Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp has now agreed to a buyout with FS1 and Undisputed, and it's no longer going to be a Fox after the NBA Finals. Um, that was announced yesterday. Um, I made sure I posted the news as soon as I saw it, and I, I think it shocked everybody. I, um, I think it, I won't say that it was shocking. Um, I think it was just no one expected it to happen at that moment um, because the NBA Finals going on. No one expected to see that news now. And, pro- and going into the football season, we we thought we was going to see Shannon Sharp, but now it seems like we're not going to see him on on undisputed at least or on Fox. Um, so I think this is this is uh, huge news. We all know about the the two the two disputes that he had on the on the show with with Shannon with, uh, with Skip, um, especially the one where he um, when Skip was basically talking about his his football career, comparing it to Tom Brady, when he said that he was nothing compared to Tom Brady. To Tom Brady. Um, even though he is a Super Bowl champion and he's a Hall of Famer. Um, and he also um, has said something that was so um, – it may have been taken out of context with some people, but, you know, we're not here to talk about that. But he has said something about the DeMar Hamlin situation right after – during the game when we know DeMar Hamlin almost lost his life in the middle – in the begin in that game. Um, so um, also his, his, his podcast is also leaving. So um, – Club Shay Shay will not be on FS1 either. Um, so we're going to see where he takes his talents to. So, um, Tom, I want to hear your reaction t- uh, to, to the news. You need to quit it, Skip. That's exactly what I got to say about that. Uh, the reaction to the news is 
I mean, all good things really do come to an end. Like this whole media game is just it's getting it's getting iffy, especially with cable TV in general. Like we see who was it? It's uh what's my guy, the, the punter. What's his name? He has it's he has a show on YouTube. Uh what's his name? Pat. Yeah, Pat McAfee. You see how Pat okay. McAfee? <laughs> yeah, I think he did it backwards though. He was on YouTube with FanDuel and now he's going to ESPN. But most people are really bringing their platforms over to YouTube because yeah. look where we at. Everybody's watching everything on YouTube. They did it so much that YouTube was like, all right, let's just start our own cable division with YouTube TV. <laughs> you know, and this is not an ad, but if y'all want to pay us, I can say some more nice stuff about you all. But and it's also been recently that Club Shay Shay views have been more than on Undisputed because technically with Skip, I think people just get burnt out. Like we understand that Skip is going to bring these hot takes and he's going to always talk about his debates. And truly, he believes in his mind that everything he says is right and is accurate. But after a while, it's like, okay, Skip, we know you don't like LeBron. We know you love the Cowboys. We know you love Tom Brady. But are you ever going to look at it from a different angle when someone brings up these teams? Me, I'm a diehard Cowboys fan. And I defend Dak all the time. But if you tell me something about Dak and I see it looks bad, I'm going to be like, you got a point there. But I'm going to give you a but, but I'm going to also listen to you. I'm not going to be like Skip and just say, like, blah, 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 and, and hush it up. So for me, I think Shannon Sharp was like, I see where the media aspect and landscape is going, and I see what makes me happy. Because when you watch him do Undisputed versus Shay Shay, he looks more happy doing Club Shay Shay. And he probably talks to his manager and say, hey, man, it's time to go. Joe, I'm about to say Joe. Man, Joe. Joe must be talking about me. Vaughn, what you think about the deal? Hey, just, just fun fact right quick. You know, me and Joe are actually Irish twins. So it's okay, you know. I, I've been getting all my life. People think I'm Joe all the time. So y'all 11, 11 months apart. Yes, sir. That's my boys are eleven months apart. So that's that's great. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. That's nice. So you don't just get sports takes here. You get actual historical <laughs> facts. Look at this. So I'm happy for my man, for, for um, you know. Um, I was tired of skip too. <laughs> like. Like you said, Tomo, we know you like the Cowboys. We know you like Brady. We know you think Baker Mayfield is better than what he is. Like, and the fact that he's the one that brings, like, does the topic, you can kind of tell. Um, one thing I can say about Skip, though, he does dive a little deeper into the game when he watches them, and he actually, like, writes notes and breaks it down. And we're going to miss the, you know, the fun parts, the going back and forth, because, to be honest, Shannon Sharp, what he brought to the show was that perspective of being an athlete. Like mm -hmm. most of the guys that have that be on these shows, like you heard JJ Redder the other day going on Stephen A. Like, <laughs> what's the same on state? I ain't nothing, you know. It's, I don't mean nothing, you know. Da, da, da. You already know what it's da, da, da. so that's the biggest like, especially when they talk about football. Shannon Sharp is probably the best guy to listen to a lot of times because he gives you that on the field answer, you know, that I've been there answer, that that real answer. And I think he's gonna do better without without Skip, to be honest. Oh, Joe said, I feel like the show is better when I think the show thrives when they're arguing. They can't have a good show without arguing. It, to an to an extent, to an extent. Yeah, to a certain to a certain extent. Um, it all depends on what they're arguing about as well. I feel like some of their best arguments come when it's when it comes to like the Dallas Cowboys or LeBron, or um, 
I, when it comes to serious topics, they they most of the times agree on things. I think the more serious one, I think the one that did it was the Demar Hamlin situation. I think that's the one that did it for for, for Shannon. Mm-hmm. Um, I said this back then. I said I don't I don't see how he stays um, after something that was that serious, where someone had um, pretty much we everyone saw on, on live on Monday night where this guy almost lost his life. Uh, was it Monday night or Thursday night? I can't remember. It was um, Monday night. Monday night. Yeah, so Monday night, night. Yeah. and he almost lost his life. Um, they pretty much had to end the show, and, and we're in the in the um, in the game um, early. And you know, Skip had uh, his tweet was basically like, "How can they? How you know how people can you know think about the game, and you know not about the life?" So that's that's a serious situation. Um, he was really mad, and then when when Shannon Sharp came back, because remember he he didn't show up the episode after that. Yeah. Um, after that situation, he wasn't there that Tuesday. I think he came back that Wednesday or Thursday uh, that week, and he basically was just like, uh, before he his opening monologue, he said he didn't want to have any speculation why he didn't show. Um, he talked about the situation with Demar Hallam, and he talked about Skip's tweet. And then before he could even finish his monologue, Skip interrupted him and said, "I'm not taking down this week." So I think that's what that's what really did it for him. Um, and he was just like. You know that it was it was it was very insensitive at that in that situation. He probably should have just kept the comment to itself. Um, and when you tweet something, a lot of people don't hear the tonality, and that's one thing that a lot of people don't understand. When you tweet or text or put, or post something, no one hears the tone of what you're saying, so they're going to speculate how they think it is. And when they see your TV personality, pretty much is how people are going to view it. Your your TV personality is not always in the care of someone else um so shannon was automatically pissed because a lot of the, a lot of the other football players retweeted and said that he was um he was sick and stuff like that so i can see why shannon left now i think shannon's gonna be successful no matter where he goes um because i me personally i feel like he made that show what it was what it was yeah i didn't i watched that show because of shannon sharp he became my favorite analyst on tv he made it fun, you know. He had a, he bought the props out. Um, he bought the goat mask for LeBron James, you know. Uh, he had fun with Snoop when Snoop was on there. So he was going to skyrocket, you know. He about to, he's going to fly. Y'all know how that stuff go. So he he made the show. He made the show. He made it to where a lot of people felt comfortable to be themselves as well. Um, and it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult for for, for Skip. I don't know what Skip gonna do. I don't know how you how you replace Shannon Sharp. Um, who are you gonna bring over? You gonna bring over Lashawn McCoy? Uh, I don't think that'll work out. Um, I, don't know. What? I got a name for you though. I'm listening. Uh oh, that might be one though. Because you know him and Skip, they bump heads a lot. I don't that know how he's gonna be on TV, but that's that's, that's true. Fun. That's true. That's true. But I, I think it'll be uh, it'll be good to test to test out um, to test out people to like have them start coming on the show because they, I think they just, they just now had another guest um, for the first time since, you know, since COVID. Yeah. Um, so who knows what's going to be Lil Wayne? Nah, no, no Tay. No, no. <laughs> no. The weirdest no. Show, yeah. I don't think nobody, I, a lot of people are not going to tune in. It's, it's, it's Wayne, but when Wayne comes to sports, what, what knowledge does he really have? I'm not saying he don't have any knowledge, but most of the time when he comes on the show, he's talking about, you know, the Green Bay Packers. And he ain't talking about 
like stats and all this stuff. He just talking about what he see and him from him talking to people. So I'm, who knows what kind of sports knowledge he has. We at least we want someone that's entertaining, but they got to have sports knowledge as well. And I'm going to tell you personally, just from doing this show, you definitely better come prepared because they will light you up. Exactly. <laughs> um, now, would it be – would Kendrick Perkins leave ESPN and go to FS1? I don't know. But – um, I don't know. I don't. I don't know what Skip's gonna be able to do. I mean, if he does it himself, he's gonna lose a lot of viewers. Not a lot of people is really gonna watch that show. Um, his podcast for one is boring for me. Uh, I can't watch it. Uh, it's too boring. It's, it's not. It's not entertaining at all. Um, the only two times I was a, I actually watched it was the, when he talked about Stephen A. Mm-hmm. and the relationship he had with Shannon Sharp. Those are the only two episodes I've ever watched. Other than that, it's not interesting. <laughs> so. Uh, I mean, Skip, is, Skip has been doing this for a long time, so I don't doubt that he can't find anyone. Um, but I just think it's going to be hard to replace someone that was that entertaining, that funny, and brought a lot of views to the show. Um, but Shannon, do your thing, my guy. Um, uh, I enjoy watching you, and I'm going to continue to watch you wherever you go. I'm going to watch your show. I'm a, I'm a big fan. Big fan. No, that's, that's a fact. What's up, Ma? Oh yeah, what's up, Mama? What's Mama? Appreciate you always. Appreciate you always uh, uh, supporting us. She, Mama was the one that brought up that joke about <laughs> about Joe. Saying the she should have been here for the Pistons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, she probably did the same thing at that time. But oh, let's man. go ahead and move on to our to our next one. So now we have the top not not so average top five. Um, Joe is not here, but Vaughn has it. So, Vaughn, the floor is yours, my guy. Let's get it. That's not Vaughn. Yeah, I don't know. That's not the greatest NBA analyst. So, listen. There you uh, go. The CEO Joe ain't here, so I'm stepping in. You know what I'm saying? So, this is Vaughn's natural average top five. Top five players in the NBA Finals right now. You know, you got the Nuggets. You got the Heat going there. I'm going to start off number five, all right? <clears throat> Bam. Bam out of bio. And the reason why he's at five is not for his offense at all. Trust me. I'm not leaning towards – I don't expect him to average no more than 15 points a game this series, to be honest. He needs to play defense and rebound, you know? Jokic is the front runner. He's the second. He came in second this year after winning two MVPs. So this guy is hungry for a ring, averaging a triple double in the playoffs. So he had to bring his A game on that defensive end and help control the boards. That's bound. That's it. That's all I need from you, bound. That's it. Number four, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. is a guy, high draft pick. He was. He's supposed to really get. Picked up by a team that needed him to be a star star. But he got picked up by the Nuggets, and he's fell back into his role after battling injuries and figuring out what he's going to be on the team. You see this guy now averaging over 15 points a game. He, he boards heavy, even passes the ball very well out of double teams. He's a great basketball player, and he's a guy that I feel like going to get the heat a lot of fits with his size, his shooting ability, and also his rebounding. So now let's go to number three. Hey, hey, don't get mad at me, Dave. Hemi Buckets. Yes, it's Hemi. Or should I say Hemothy? The reason why I put him on my number three was, I mean, he's up and down, man. 
you know, you go up 3-0 and then you just drop dust, like, in, in games, you know? He does perform well, you know? He does carry the load on his team, does have a lot to do. However, he's not the top two player in this in this finals right now. Number two, Jamal Murray. You want to know why? This guy is averaging 28 points a game, shooting 39% from three, 48% from the field. And that's not just it. The main reason why I put him at number two was his shot-making ability. See, in the finals and the playoffs, what happens, fellas? Y'all know. The game slows down. The impossible has to become possible. You have to make it something happen out of nothing. And who does it better than Jokic? I mean, than Murray. Nobody out there does it better than Murray. This guy, when he's on fire, he changes the game like no other. He comes down, hit tough shot to tough shot, which really demoralizes the other team. We all know who number one is. Come on now. Put him up there. Put him up there. Yoke. This man is having a triple-double right now, the whole playoffs, as a big man. That is ridiculous to me. This guy doesn't play with his fool. He went a 3-0, what do you do? He sealed the deal. That's what you do. When you're the best, you seal the deal. And that's what Jokic does. That's what Jokic is doing. And that right there is your not-so-average top five by your boy Vaughn. Yeah, I got, what you think. I got it. You already know I was coming. You know I, yeah, you I, know, know. I, you know I had to say something. It's how? How was how was you talking? You giving him that scene hey. because of his offense? Huh? Yeah. You, because his shot making ability. Okay. Jimmy also has shot making ability as well without having all the moves that you said he has. So, okay. yeah, he's averaging. 27, so Jamal Murray is averaging 27.7 points per game, about five and a half rebounds, six, six, 6.1 assists, mm -hmm. almost two steals a game, 48% from the field goal, 40, about 30, you said 39% from three, yep. and 93% from the free throw line. Good numbers. Good numbers. But he also has Jokic. Jimmy doesn't have someone else that's averaging – Almost a almost a triple double in the playoffs. Jimmy has also been the number one and number two seed in the Eastern Conference. He was the leading scorer in every single, the leading scorer on on the team in every single series. Yes, he had some games where he didn't play well, but not everybody has had. Jamal Murray has had some games where he didn't score over twenty as well. So that's that's one thing there. Jimmy's averaging 29 points per game, seven rebounds, six assists, two steals, shooting a little bit better from the field than Jamal Murray. He's shooting 36% from three, which is good for Jimmy because he doesn't necessarily he's, – he's considered not a good three-point shooter, but he's shooting 36% from three and 80, about 81% from the free throw line. So I'm, I'm putting Jimmy number two. Jimmy's number two. Without Jimmy, we're not here. Without Jimmy, we ain't here. Without Jamal Murray, they could still stay, they still probably would have gotten there. But they got Jokic. You know? Who who on the heat is 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 equal to Jokic? Nobody, Nobody. is. Exactly. So Nobody Jimmy is. automatically should be number two. Just off for Jimmy, if it wasn't for Jimmy putting up 56 against the Bucks and 42, we don't win. 
Remember, Jimmy did put up 35 in the first game on the road against the Celtics, which is why we won that game. Okay. Now, we didn't need Jimmy to play well in game three because we, we pretty much blew him out by 30. Now, yes, I understand that the Celtics came back from out from down 0-3 and forced the game seven. But in game seven, Jimmy had three steals, 28 points, seven rebounds, and 66 in a game where he needed to be Jimmy. Probably didn't shoot well, but that didn't matter because he did he did everything he was supposed to do. Jimmy is, to me, clearly number two. I don't see how you put Jamal Murray over him. I mean, you you giving him the nod just because he's the best player on his team. But that doesn't matter to me. You Like Carl just said, you're comparing the go-to guy to a second option, and the numbers are the same pretty much. And another thing, like when it comes to finals and playoffs, it's about shot-making ability. It's not like I don't care about all that other stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like the Nuggets team have guys for that, the defense, the nitty-gritty. They're a complete team. Jamal Murray can take over a game like no other. Nobody on the floor can take over the game like him, not even Jokic, because Jokic doesn't have that. Sh- he can't. Offensively? I think he can. A but... guard, bro, a guard taking over is different from a big man taking over. That's all I'm saying. So you don't think Jimmy can take over a game like that? I don't think he can take over like Murray. He don't come down and hit. He's done it. He's done it. He's, He's done it. The way Jimmy does, he beats you up. He more like a, I'm going to beat you up all game. He not like a, I'm about to cook you. So just because he doesn't have moves, he's not better? I'm not saying because that. He don't have I'm not saying he's not a better player. Hey, like, all he's around, he's we're talking about for the finals. This is the finals, Dave. And what matters the most in the finals? Making shots. Winning. Now, Winning. By making shots. Exactly. And Jimmy makes shots. Listen, he's not, he not a better shot maker than Jamal Murray. You about to sit here and say that? Is that what you about to say? Jamal Murray is a better three-point shooter. I'll give him that. He's a better scorer. And come on, Dave, stop that. I know that's your guy, Timothy Buckets. Or should I, you know what I'm saying? That's your guy. But you know, when it comes to playoffs, the greats, Steph Curry, what happened last year? They played good D on Steph. Tough shot after tough shot. Kobe Bryant in the finals, what happened? Tough shot after tough shot. That's what wins finals. Not, not, I'm sorry, I'm not saying Jimmy a bum. He number three. You know what I'm saying? He ain't number four. You should have me bad. We even made the list for one. Cause, like Carl said, I can hey, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm shocked <laughs> you put him in the top five. <laughs> I'm, I'm personally shocked you put him in the top five. I appreciate it, but I'm shocked. But Jamal Murray has is number two because the way he takes over a game is totally different than Jimmy. I don't see Jimmy taking over like he did in the previous series because they got guys to check Jimmy this time. Aaron Gordon, MP, um, Michael Porter Jr., Bruce, they got more bigger bodies. I, I told everybody what the Celtics are going to do. They're going to fold. Like, like he's not playing as a team that's going to fold. Jokic, you know, they ready. And you keep bringing up, he got Jokic. Jokic, you know, could probably want. The whole story is Jokic haven't had Murray these past two years. Why he hasn't made it? That's, that's the whole story. So who is the closer? Who is the guy that when it's time to go get a bucket, I'm going to go get it? It's Murray. Against the Lakers, the first half, that um, one, I think that's game three or four. He dropped 25 in the first half. That killed the Lakers for the rest of the game. When you can make a shot after shot and people are playing great D, that kills the other team. That kills the other team. That's what happened to the Lakers. Go, killed. So, I feel you. But Jimmy don't, Jimmy don't have that. Three to me. And, and Jimmy, is a, Jimmy is a way better defender as well. So that, to me, puts him up there, too. 
it's not just his offense. His offense is good enough to put him there, and his defense is enough to put to over top. And so, Jimmy, number two for me. Okay. We're brothers. <laughs> I know why you and Joe are Irish twins now. I see it. Dave took my Dave took my spot because it's usually me and Joe going at it about these top fives. That's why I was just sitting back enjoying the show. My only issue with this list is I think you should move Michael Porter Jr. and put Caleb Martin at number four. Caleb Martin had one good series. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. I mean, Caleb Martin, my guy, but I'm not. Michael Porter Jr. has. I'm not putting Caleb Caleb over Bam. I'm not doing that. But without Caleb Martin, I don't think the Heat are here. Exactly. Do Jerry Butler even the best player in the East Conference Finals on his team? Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. I heard a lot of people saying Kelly Martin should have won the um, MVP. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> they can say what they want. Jimmy deserved it. Look, I'm just saying. Outside of that, I understand what you were saying about Murray, but I will put Butler at number two as well. That was my list. My list is Joker, Butler, Murray, Martin, Bam. I understand mm. everything you said about Murray. Like Murray was doing this thing. Murray is the is the other he's the yin to joker's yang because when joker isn't playing good murray is playing good but when murray is having an off moment then joker's playing good but if you think about jimmy butler when jimmy butler's really not having an a game and this is why i said put caleb martin at number four when he's not there to have those pivotal moments caleb martin was making those pivotal threes or making a pivotal bucket well if you think about it to kind of to to counteract with that i love i love caleb i love caleb he had two big games, and one of those games we lost in that series. He, but the only, the other game he got, we won. Moral, it was a moral victory. No, it, was it, a wasn't moral. Moral, it wasn't a moral victory. Wasn't we got blown down victory. that game. How was that a moral victory? We got blown what? down that game. <laughs> I'm talking about in the Knicks series. That was I'm talking about in the series that matters. I'm talking about the last series. The last series. You talking about the last series? You said without him, we also get think about the game where Celtics found their footing. He didn't play. Remember that game. He played. He played every game, didn't he? Caleb yes. missed the game. No. Was that game? Brogdon missed the game. Gabe missed, missed the game. Oh, not Caleb. Caleb I mean, played every game. Everybody looking like in the NBA, bro. What you want me to say? <laughs> they do look like a little bit, though. They got a little joint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Slightly, slightly. But, but no, nah, Caleb. Him at number four. And the reason, because I wanted him to win Eastern Conference MVP, so he's going to be my number four. You guys can argue about who's at the top of the food chain. I'm down here fighting for the people at the bottom. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna put throughout the whole playoffs. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna put Michael Porter Jr. at number four. I don't. I don't disagree with Michael with MPJ being number four. I don't disagree with that because he's been more consistent throughout the playoffs than Caleb has. Well, if that's the case, then Bam don't need to make the list. He made it. I tell you why he made it. Defense. But Bam. Bam has been consistent. He's he's been averaging like he's been averaging like twenty and ten throughout these playoffs. Oh, no 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 no! Don't do that, Dave. He ain't been dropping no buckets like that. <laughs> I, say, I didn't say he been dropping buckets. I'm just saying his average has been about twenty and ten throughout the playoffs. That's, that's all I'm saying. He's about as consistent broke, as the Celtics. He broke he broke the the Miami Heat record for double doubles in the in, in the play in the playoffs. So he's been consistent. He's been doing what he needs to do. Look, man. Here's another controversial list. For the refuse to lose commenters, Bob, you did your thing. I, I enjoy anytime somebody can get Dave to debate because <laughs> that was good. 
I knew he oh. wouldn't have an opportunity at number three. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he did that on purpose. He knew I was going dis to discombat with that. So I, no, I, 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 I definitely I, 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 I rethink it, though. You know, Yogi's, I mean, you know, Yogi's the guy, but Murray, you know. What the world? I think he might trying to infiltrate the show. This series, if Bam don't, if Bam don't oh. let run all over him. Joe was trying to run up on the show, y'all. Y'all see that? He tried to pull a Diddy just now. Uh-huh. That's all good. <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, chill out, Joe. <laughs> he kicked you off and everything, man. Uh huh. <laughs> but now, um, now, last segment. Um, it's the last. It's the last one. The last of the Mohicans. The last of Dave's doghouse before it becomes a dog pound. Now I asked. I asked who was going to be the the doghouse candidate for this time. And I really only got one answer. And I, you really can't go wrong with this one. And, you know, he was, he made the all NBA second team this year. You know, his numbers improved from last year. He was in the NBA finals last year, um, along with Jason Tatum. And a lot of people were saying that he should, you know, have his own team. He's had questions about, you know, late in the season, whether he wants to come back or not, and he didn't make any commitments. Although now that he's um, – he could be the highest-paid player in the NBA if the Celtics – Not <laughs> But I got to give it to Jalen Brown, man. Jalen Brown, my guy, you in the doghouse. Um, this actually – I'm happy to put a, a Boston Celtic in there. Let's, let's, let's get that out there for him. I'm happy to put a Boston Celtic in there. But I like Jalen Brown. Um, I wouldn't mind having Jalen Brown on my team um, because I know he has – he kind of sort of has that dog mentality where he's going to attack, but I just think he needs to work on his handles first because that's one of the reasons why they lost that finals. He had eight turnovers in game seven uh, in a pivotal moment, and he didn't shoot the ball well. He shot terrible from three. I think he maybe had one or two games in this, series, in this entire series where he shot good. He was horrible. Um, Jason Tatum got hurt in the first possession in game seven. So it wasn't much he could do. And he still had, what, 16 and 10. Um, so that, that was, I guess it was, it was I'm not going to say, I guess that was admirable of him because, I mean, he could barely move. You could see when he dunked the ball, he couldn't really do much. But Jalen Brown got picked a couple times. Uh, Jimmy Butler stole the ball from him. It was like Caleb Martin stole the ball from him. Strew stole the ball from him. Duncan Robinson got a steal from him. These are... Only one of these players is a def is a defender for real, and that's Jimmy. <laughs> Caleb Martin is not necessarily considered a, uh, a defender. Struess is definitely not considered a defender. Or Duncan Robinson. We know he's a liability out there on defense. But you got Duncan Robinson getting the steal. That's that that's automatically bad. Jalen Brown, you got to do better. Um, there are talks that you might get traded to Houston because Emil Udoka is there. Um, that's somebody that you're familiar with, but. Jalen Brown, uh, Teddy would agree with this. Uh, I'm surprised he's not in the comments, but he would agree that you need to be in the gym right now working on your handles. Don't worry about no shots. You need to be working on your handles because every time you try to do a spin or do a cross, you turn the ball over. You turn it over on your own maybe about five times in that game. So you were a big reason of why they lost that, lost that series and lost that last game. Um, you pretty much lost the game by 20. It said 19, but you really lost by 20. 
So Jalen Brown, my guy, you in the doghouse. Yeah, I play it for the last time. My guy, you in the doghouse. Mm-hmm. It's a kennel now. It's a dog pound. That's that's but no, I agree with everything you said about that. Also, you want to know what's funny? Someone said, what does the Arizona football, the Super Bowl feel, and Jalen Brown hands have in common? <laughs> they both just be sliding everywhere. You know what I'm saying? It's turnovers all day. And they both got on, had on green and black. That is insane. But uh, Jalen, I really do. I don't know what really happened to him because his game, he just looked like he lost himself out there throughout most of these series. I know he didn't really quite agree what happened with Ime Doka and how the exiting was handled, but throughout this series, you can't really let that affect what happens on the court, man, especially when you got reports coming out saying that the locker room was saying, hey, once Jason Tatum got hurt, it's all on you, man. Like, we looking for you. You you the one that's the all-star. You the one that's making these all-NBA teams and all-defensive teams. So if you the second fiddle, why you not showing up when it's time? Because we – we for damn sure not looking at Marcus Smart or Al Horford to take us to the promised land. And Dave, I agree with this one. Uh, leave it to Vaughn. I don't. <laughs> I don't agree with this one. And here's why. What did y'all expect? <laughs> hey Tay, I'm here for you, my boy. Overrated. He had to show us more. I'm sorry. He made second team this year, averaged 26 a game. They won a lot of games on a great team this year. However, he don't want to be there. Mm. He saw that before the, the playoffs even started. He don't even want to be there. It was games when he started the game with 10 points in the first quarter. He won't get a shot off again to the third quarter. Crazy. Yeah, I know y'all remember the chat. Young, why they keep doing this with Jalen Brown, man? Soon, soon he he come out it's like soon Tatum come in he hit a shot they trying to feed Tatum feed Tatum like sure. it's like Jalen Brown been treated like the step brother this whole time and now it's time now Tatum hurt y'all want me to now y'all want me to do my thing I should have been just doing my thing you know what I'm saying you don't need to go in that doghouse Jason Tatum the best player on the court he needs to go in the doghouse you know why how much you average this season. 30, right? They have like 30. They have oh, 25 this series. Shooting 23% from the three. 23%. Hey, Dave, Tomo, I don't know. I've never seen y'all hoop, but I'm pretty sure y'all could be better than that. 26, <laughs> 23%. Now, I'm going to be honest right. with you, bro. If I shoot 23% from three, <laughs> my, my homies will tell you they'll sign me. <laughs> I might be like 15. <laughs> 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 All right, maybe not you, Tomo. Maybe not you, Tomo. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you want to know about me, Vaughn, just ask Joe. I'm at corner three. I got you. Everything I don't know. There it is. See, you might even holler at Tatum and Brown. See, see, Joe keep kicking y'all out, man. The thing hey. is, last year when the when the Celtics had that run, who was the most impressive player on that team? Tatum. True. He took on a challenge against KD on defense and offense. Took the challenge against Giannis, defense and offense. And won both of those matchups. You come here next year, and Jimmy Butler comes in the joint, and he went three games straight mm. on the brick. He went two games in your house. He after that first game, you should not allow him to win that second game. You supposed to be this supposed to be you getting redemption from last year. What are you doing? It was games. Y'all remember in the chat? Halftime come, just tell him got two points. 
at halftime. Jason Tatum one for three with four points at halftime. You aren't the best player. Come on, man. You can't be the best player if you're doing stuff like that. Throw this man in the doghouse. He can go in there with Jalen Brown. But the thing about Jalen Brown, I don't think he was all in, to be honest. That's why I won't put him in the doghouse. But Tatum, you in there. You under that joint. You got to tie him to the – put a leash on him and tie him to it. He, he, disrespect, he, he disappointed me this year. I'm sorry. Hey, J-Mo said throw LeBron in there too for acting like he retiring. So, <laughs> like, if I, <laughs> like if I have two other candidates nah, to go up in nah, You can't throw them there. You got to sweep them in there. <laughs> oh, 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 that was nice. That was nice. <laughs> hey, and the beat, the beat, and the beat, 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 beat. <laughs> Hey, oh, I mean, man. I agree with everything you said about Jason Tatum, but it's more so like he got his money, man. He got his money. And also, Jalen Brown, you want your money. So all, all that ego and stuff to the side about, hey, you treat me like the stepchild. Look, bro, no matter what you do, like they say this to uh, NFL players when they're in training camp, right? Whatever you do out here, you may get cut, but just know that this film is for the rest of the teams in the league. So the fact that we've seen you play like this, in the playoffs against the Miami Heat, who were underdogs throughout the that, that entire series, some people are gonna start second guessing it and being like, mm, "Do we really want to give you this money? Like, we know you got the accolades, but are you really worth this?" Because we clearly can see what happened was happening in DC with Bradley Bill after he got paid, and it's like mm, these max deals, man. These players just be going all that promise. So, I mean, and also think about this too, though, Dave. You put both of them in a the doghouse, they might get to scrapping because they don't like each other on the court. Imagine what's going to happen in the doghouse. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Hey, but I mean, what and actually Tatum has not gotten paid yet. He can get a contract next year for uh, five years, $318 million. Um, This year, though, uh, Jalen Brown could get a contract that's going to make him the highest paid, con- highest paid player in the NBA, and that contract will be five years, $295 million. Now, do you think he's worth that? I don't. I don't think he's worth two hundred ninety-five million. But I mean, you want to keep him? Um, that's gonna that's gonna go against your team. It's a lot of players that you're gonna lose when it comes to that. So, I mean, Brad Stevens, you were the coach, but you're the GM now. So, you got to make that decision. Uh, I don't. I don't. I think you can be crazy to do that because you're gonna lose a lot of your key key players. And I mean, he's due a supermax. He's due a supermax. So. If you if you try to lowball him, he might definitely ask for a trade. So that's on you. Hey, hey Brad, team too. So that's he got that on, on his belt. You hey know? Brad, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Paid in Full, but DC, DC man, remember what John Wall and Bradley Bill did to them Wizards? Yeah. <laughs> they will rob you, man. They definitely did. <laughs> hey, all I ask you. is, you're supposed to be the law firm. Looks like looks like you going to court. Brown is going to get education. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember that. <laughs> so, you might want to go ahead and get your game back together for next year, uh, Jalen Brown. But, hey, Miami, he got a spot for you. We ain't going to pay you all that, but we got a spot for you. Um, I got one more person I want to add to the uh, doghouse, too. Okay. These Just NFL execs and these anonymous reports. This goes for all sports. Anon- these anonymous reports when a player is about to get cut or they get traded or when they do get cut, how they all come out with this negative, 
uh, these negative reports about a certain about players. They can't. They're not the same player they used to be. They're uh, they're slow or they don't have that step. You weren't saying that when they were on the roster, so don't say it now when they're trying to find another job. And specifically with the D Hop situation, and probably Zeke too. Like Zeke's lower lower extremities, like his knees and stuff, are going bad, but he's still a good player. D Hop, I mean, he did miss the first five games of last year because of the PED situation. Six six games because of the PED situation, but he came back and still balled out. And he's also showed you that no matter who's the quarterback, I can actually play. The Odell right. Beckham situation, he had sugar on his uh, pizza, but they wanted to call it cocaine. You see what I'm saying? They just come out with these random reports when players are about to get cut or traded. Just stop it. Just stop it. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that. The, the execs definitely got to do that. But they're doing that. They That's a business move for them, though. They do that so they don't have to sign into a lot of money. Um, I know the Bills are saying that they, they're more likely they might not sign up because uh, D-Hop wants a $15 million a year contract. And the Bills are like, they're not going to pay him. Hey, look. San Francisco, you got the money. <laughs> you got the money. I know we don't always sign like these star players, especially on offense, but you got the money. If you got D-Hop, Debo, and Brandon Ayuk, we can make some noise. So, San Francisco, if you're listening, you might want to do something. But this goes for any team. This goes for any team. This is DeAndre Hopkins. He got cut by the Cardinals. This, this, that team going to suck next year. Trust me. They're yeah. not going to be good. So you got a chance to get somebody who was a good receiver with Tom Savage as this quarterback. Go sign him. Y'all would be stupid to not sign him. Go sign him. For James. Oh, Skip already in there. Skip yeah, already in there. He already there, but yeah. He already in there, but he definitely standing in there now since Shannon since Shannon gone. So he, he ain't never gonna. <laughs> but yeah, that um that's that goes to that segment. So now we're going through the speed round. Um Game one, NBA Finals is tonight, so we're just pretty much picking who's going to win game one. Um, I'll go first, and I said Miami's going to go on seven. Um, first game, I think Denver takes the first game. I think Denver wins game one um, at home. They, they're undefeated at home in the playoffs. I expect them to come out and play well. Um, Miami, you know, we we just just left for game seven like two two nights ago. So, you know, we they, they're rested. We're not necessarily rested, so – who knows? They may have rushed, but it's the Nuggets. They've been a, re- a great offense all year. I expect them to play well, and I expect them to win game one at home. Uh, yesterday, I came on here and I read off the stats, man. With teams that have five plus days of rest, they're ten and oh, they're ten and one in the uh, in the first in the in that series, and then they're eight and one at home. So you got to go with the Nuggets, just going off of history. And if you're putting your bets in, I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Paul Avon handle that part to tell y'all which I need to do. But I'm picking the Nuggets game one. Yeah, I wish I wish you for showing that time, bro. I, I put my parlay in earlier. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going with the Nuggets, man. I think they're gonna come out and set the tone for the series. Um, I got no, don't win in the six. We can put another bet on that if you want to. I don't bet on, on other teams. If you're doing push-ups, mm. I do push-ups all day, but I ain't betting no merchandise now like that. Yeah, my squad only for that. Yeah, you look. You, your minimum is fifty, so I don't know if I'm gonna do that right now. <laughs> I prepared for that right now, like ah. <laughs> But um, yeah, hey, and Blaze, we we could we could bet too. You know, I'm, I already got one with Joe, so we could bet too, Blaze. Um, mm-hmm. but that's the show for today. Um, uh, last words, last words uh, for me. 
like I said, game one is tonight. Uh, I did pick the Nuggets, but I'm expecting us to win this in seven. It's, it's not going to be an easy series no matter what. Um, I just feel like it's our year. I said yesterday, this is not an accident in those things for me. This is more so about momentum. And I think we have the momentum right now because we've beaten um, the better teams in the East. Um, also, I, although I think the West was probably the was the best division um, in basketball this year, I just feel like we went through the tough. Uh, I, I just, me personally, I just feel like we had the tougher route. Uh, I, I don't, I don't mind if anyone else disagrees, but I feel like we had the tougher route because we were the you know first playing team to make to the to the NBA finals, and we here now. Um, four more wins. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. Bring title number four to South Beach, baby. Let's go. Well, I mean, we've been asking for you to come on down here to Cabo. I know Joe was over in Jamaica. We got a few spots out here in Cancun. So, look, man, I know it's late, but the summertime is kicking. The pools are open. So you can come on down here, Dave's uh, Tomo Resorts and Islands. You know we got a specific suite just for the Miami Heat. It's it's soundproof, so we won't hear your tears. It's all good. It's all good. But now, last you know, words. You've been saying that for a minute. And every I time know. you said it, we win. So – I'm giving I you a little hope, man. Giving you a little hope. Facts. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. But uh, last words, man. Again, man, it's always fun coming on here talking sports, man. And also, man, just to be blessed in the presence of the greatest NBA analyst on Refuse to Lose Sports. I know Joe going to come over here. Joe going to come back on here and say something about that. Stop the one more thing too though i don't know if you saw the comment jamo said you actually got to win the award before you can be named the greatest analyst i mean i i am the mvp analyst from last year i am the i mean a duo analyst of the nba analyst of, you know i I've, I've done my part already hey man i'm uh, just stirring the pot i told i told joe i said you know I, I took some time off to get the guys some chances to get some views up but it's the finals so the best got to come back you know the best is at the finals so the best got to sh- talk about the finals that's why I'm here. And I got one more thing though. I noticed this. I like your moves. I like your moves because we if we talking about views and nobody on the chat noticed this. My man Vaughn was the first one to do baseball with Teddy. He said, right. I'm gonna fly my way on each show. You <laughs> are good. See, 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 it's crazy because I wasn't even thinking of that. I just really hit Teddy up and said, Man, I'm trying to learn more about baseball. So I'm gonna ask some questions hey. about it. You know what I'm saying? Two for but, two. You know, my last words, I'm looking forward to this series, man. Only person that's really like, like Jamal Murray is the only person that's really, and Jokic, of course, that's going to be doing like some crazy stuff. It's going to really be like, it's going to really be basketball, you know? And one thing I'm really looking forward to is the five on five. Like, it's going to be really five on five. Each player mm-hmm. is going to be playing. Each player is involved. So, yeah, let's get it. Oh, and thanks for having me too, man. I'm I'm excited to be back. I ain't missing that. No finals. I'm gonna every finals take everything. I'm hit. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I got it. Let me let me stand corrected. You were the second person, but you were the first in the no first person to refuse to lose to have the individual interview on baseball with Teddy. My bad, Carl. My bad. You and Jerry did the very first episode. They definitely did. You are right. I stand corrected. Yeah, you're right. Bye. You know, Vaughn is versatile. He's been in NFL, NBA, and now baseball. So, I do it all, man. Do MVP. MVP. My bad, Jerry. Forget you, Carl. My bad, Jerry. Dang, you all in the comments, man. Like Diddy. Go ahead in the show, Diddy. We got you. We got you. We got you. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the show for today. We appreciate you for watching. Until next time. Peace.
Now, nah, peace again. Peace one more time. Peace three more times. Peace, peace, <laughs> peace, peace, peace. Oh, yeah. there we go. I was waiting for him oh, to get that. <laughs> he shows the award, but hey, I got that. Thank you for staying to the end. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like this video, subscribe, and also hit that notification button so you can be notified next time we put out a video. If you're listening on any podcast platform, subscribe and hit that notification button, y'all, so you can be notified we put out another podcast audio. And last but not least, hit that share button. No matter what you're listening to or watching it, hit that share button and send it to somebody that you know that would love to watch this episode you just listened to. So once again, thank you for staying to the end, and we'll see y'all in the next episode.